Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Adult Sports Kid. I am your host, Jason Ball. Thank you for joining me, as always. I'm excited to get into this week's news from sports gaming. I'm excited to just talk about sports gaming with you all. Uh, for me, this week continues to be dominated by NBA 2K22. I haven't picked up FIFA. I haven't really even played another video game other than NBA 2K22. And I don't know if this happens to you guys, but 2K is definitely one of those games where it's it's pretty single focused. And unfortunately, what I also find myself is I find myself in one mode at a time for stretches of time. So right now, it's like all on my player, all about like I have a point guard I'm leveling up. I'm up to 85 last night, a tremendous run. Y'all should have seen it. I went to the old gym and and applause to 2K, obviously, where it's due. That the, the, the old gym, I recommend if you just want some quick games in the city and don't have to worry about matchmaking or the courts and standing on spots and, and or and the lack of matchmaking just opt into the no squad 3v3 matchmaking and i found a good group to play with and we reeled off i'm pretty sure eight or nine wins last night i got a few player of the games things were cooking and it's so cool when you get matched with people you just vibe with basketball wise and uh, that's what happened last night for me and it was fantastic so Listen, that would not have happened if this old gym did not exist. I would not have went to the parks to do the same. I just, the, the, the toxicity there is just sky high. So it's really dope that they have something like the old gym. And I want them to do more stuff like this, more ways to play basketball, you know, alone, but with a larger group with some sort of matchmaking. I am lucky enough to have a group of, of, of guys I'm playing with uh, this year but of course they're not always going to be available or we're going to have too many on already and you're going to need to be able to play some hoops yourself and level your guy up and stay interested and that's what the old gym did last night it was a great time um, so big props to 2k on that I, I, I'm looking into starting an online franchise I would love to hear anybody's thoughts if they have experience with online franchise in NBA 2k and any settings you want you think I should gravitate towards or go away from uh, I want to just, you know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, get a core group together, maybe do a fantasy draft of a small league, not that many teams. I think it'd be a real good time. So if anybody has experience there, let me know, because I'd like to expand what I'm doing in 2K quite a bit. Um, yeah, outside of 2K, I mean, th this week's deep, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a traditional deep dive here, but so let's just sort of get into the news and we'll get into like bigger topics, right? Uh, the big news this week, FIFA, October 1st, it's, it's out. It's released. When you're hearing this podcast, it's out. And it's gotten pretty good reviews. Now, another game that's out, that's a football game that didn't get so much good reviews is a game we've talked about for weeks on this podcast, a week we or a game we saw trending for disaster weeks ago, along with a lot of the gaming and sports media public. That's eFootball 2022. That was released a couple days before FIFA. And that has been an abject failure. It is one exactly how everyone thought it was going to go. It was a little too obvious. Uh, they released eFootball 2022, and it's a demo. That's what it is. You get 12 teams to play with. That's it. Um, I don't, I guess you can play online against people in those 12 teams, 
There's no Master League mode. There's no card collecting mode. There's no online My Player mode. There's nothing of the sort. It's a demo. And it's a demo out on PS5, PS4, phones. I mean, obviously, we don't have to get back into that strategy again that I've heavily questioned. But sort of this rollout solidifies that uh, a lot of times where there is smoke, there is fire when you can point out these uh, releases. Now, here's the thing with NBA 2K22. Let's sort of contrast these, right? There wasn't a lot of info. They didn't pepper it. But they also didn't plan any big changes. So eFootball, on the other hand, and, and NBA 2K22 is a pretty fair release. And even we can go more apples to apple. FIFA wasn't a big change. Um, I guess, uh, what do they call that? Hypermotion was added. But that's not a complete change in um, in the engine like eFootball going to the Unreal Engine was. And I think people were worried. We knew, you know what that means. Those buzzwords means engine change. And it's like, well, this is going to take a few years, right, to get all this working. And they promise a lot. They promise a game that you can play on PS5 versus people on their phone. And it just didn't compute to me. And then as we see in reality, it shouldn't have because it doesn't work like this. And, and certainly to release a, uh, to, to call this a game is, is blasphemous. Like last week we pointed out to, to sell pre-orders for, for bonus content for that part of the game that's not even out is blasphemous when the game is out, but that mode isn't out. And then it blew up so much. And, and there's scathing reviews on Operation Sports, I read, uh, or a review on Operation Sports. Nobody's been kind to this because it doesn't deserve it. Um, the, the Operation Sports review pointed out PS2 level player or fans in the stands and you could see why again with the cross-platform focus it's 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 bizarre and uh the the operation sports review was written by kevin groves and he called it the dad bod of video games so that that's definitely not a compliment there was only one section in the part that he liked it was, it was free but even there, he noted um, it's tough to find on the on the PlayStation Store. So it's free, but it's not it's not easy. It's not it's not hitting you in the face. So that's been an abject disaster to the point where Konami put out a statement. And this is um, let's read the statement. They put it out on Twitter on their at play underscore eFootball account. After the release of eFootball 2022, we have received lots of feedback and requests regarding game balance that includes pass speed and defense operation. We would also like to acknowledge that there have been problems users have experienced with cutscenes, facial expressions, movements of players, and the behavior of the ball. Oh, this is me editorializing. Oh, I don't know. Those all seem core to, uh, I don't know, a sports video game in 2021. Cutscenes, facial expressions, movements of the players. That's broad as hell. Behavior of the ball. That is, that's football. You're going to need that in soccer. You're going to need that ball to behave in, in an accurate representation back to the statement we are very sorry for the problems we want to assure we will take all concerns seriously and strive to improve the current situation this work will contain will be continuously updated quality will be improved and content will be added consistently from next week onward we'll we will prepare for an update in october while receiving further opinions through questionnaires to our users we will do our utmost to satisfy as many users as possible as we look forward to 
your continued support of eFootball 2022. Really not a whole lot of big promises. I mean, they'll strive to improve the situation is not a good piece of terminology. Listen, this isn't, it's not over, obviously, for Konami and eFootball. Like, they could recover in six months' time, but don't release it. Like, don't. That's the, delay it. Delay it till November. Like, you you have, like, beating FIFA does not, to the punch, makes no sense when your game's trash. Doesn't at all. None. Don't do it. Your game's crap. Don't bring it to the forefront for people to play right now. It's not worth it. You want to compete with FIFA, you do it through that, through quality, and you figure out the marketing later, which brings me to what I wanted to mention. One of the greatest launches of all time was for one of the greatest sports games of all time, NFL 2K5. And it's quite, it's amazing that how that launched. It's not, listen, it, a, a good launch and a good game, it's not always one-to-one, right? Like nowadays, a, a bad launch, you know, months later, a gay, good game could come out of it. But this was a great game and a great launch. NFL 2K5, for people who are not aware, one of the greatest football games of all time, if not the greatest, was released on July 20th, 2004. Um, It was released two to three weeks before normal football release game times. In the years previous, NFL 2K would release right around Madden. We're talking about a couple days at most. Most of the time, day and date, they were they were neck and neck on the same date. And and what NFL 2K knew they had to do was compete with Madden and to really attempt to. Now, competing with Madden brought down that franchise ultimately, but that's a story for another day. What they did do on this launch that was spectacular was they had this core product they knew was good and they knew they wanted to compete so they did a couple things marketing wise quote unquote although it really is the base a lot the price is important beyond marketing i'd argue obviously you know it's 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 it has down it trickles down quite a bit when it comes it factors in quite a bit so what they did was release the game two weeks earlier than madden nfl 2k5 versus madden 2005 and at a price point of $20, they guaranteed, one, that they'd undercut the competition in price. They undercut the competition in speed to the market. And they knew the core product was good enough. And in fact, it was not only good enough, but one of the greatest games of all time. All time. It was the right move. E-football releasing early is not the right move. E-football releasing at all in this condition is not the right move. You need a good core product. And your marketing can't be crap either. It can't be, oh, this game's released for free, and then you have a pre-order bonus for something three months down the line. That's confusing. Don't do that. Be simple. If you have a better product, get it into most people's hands. Answer that question. Ask yourself that question and answer it. That's what 2K did and Take-Two did back then. Oh, how do we do that? Well, we get it out to people earlier. And we put it at a price point that they can't refuse, along with putting a, a gigantic star on the cover in T.O. That also helped. So, as we contrast this situation with eFootball, think about it. This game's a, this launch was a disaster, and it looks like the game's a disaster. 
And there seems to be a lot of times Konami could have figured that out. And they chose not to. So I hope game companies learn from this pathetic disaster. And let's go on to the rest of the week's news. Um, Here's something that's interesting from Operation Sports posted by Steve Noah. Crosscheck Studios has revealed some additional details for Tape to Tape. Their fast-paced, realistic hockey games with plans to release in December 2022. Now, this is a game not releasing for over a year, but it looks very interesting. It's it's NHL 4-inspired hockey game. Uh, they claim a roguelike campaign, which I don't know what they mean when it comes to a hockey game. And, of course, it's a PC hockey game, which don't really exist. Um, so you can head to this article on operationsports.com and look at... Um, the, the tweet that's embedded in the article that, that has a video of it, it looks, the graphics do look pretty sharp, um, cartoonish in the sense of it really does look like NHL 94, but the graphics do pop. They have a vibrancy to them that I really like, and I think it's always good we bring more games to the market, especially hockey games. That's underserved, and you know, hockey games can sort of break through right you don't have to be a hockey fan to enjoy a hockey video game and i don't want to oversimplify it but something like nhl 94 still has resonance for a reason it's infinitely pick up and playable it's infinitely playable for decades beyond its release and now it looks like indie devs are sort of looking to capitalize on that and bring this here so not a whole lot of news i like how they say it's a fast-paced realistic hockey game I think that's sort of how you can categorize the old, older NHL games and even some of the newer ones, right? Like you want it to be fast-paced and realistic, really to feel like hockey. It doesn't have to behave perfectly, most realistic simulation all the time. But if it's fun, fast, and can uh, give you that feel of realistic hockey, let's go for it. So that's great. NBA 2K22 had a patch this week. Patch 1.6 is available. It added new player likenesses. It fixed some things for my career uh, and Pro-Am and more. Uh, This is also published by Steve Noah. This was released on uh, September 30th was this patch. It fixed quite a bit of stability issues and bugs within City in my career, Pro-Am and Rec. So that's always good. There are general improvements um, around disconnects, and they say various improvements to user interface elements and all modes to enhance overall experience. Sounds like just sort of small little bugs being fixed there. And then they added a whole bunch of new scans for players, including uh, who do we have? A whole bunch of WNBA players, Aaliyah Wilson. So that's interesting. They updated the scan for LeBron James, Giannis, Paul George, Evan Fournier, John Collins, Steph Curry, Larry Drew, Joe Harris, a Steve Kerr got updated, Kenyon Martin. So that's good to see. Um, some small my team updates, but these patches are coming out at a good clip. They seem to be not super focused on gameplay, which is a, I think is good for right now. And you're you're seeing, um, I think things that are talked about quite a bit get fixed pretty quickly, which I like. Like I said, the first week on this podcast, squad invites didn't work. Next week, that's better. Let's just make this game better and better week by week. This is what they're doing. I do very much appreciate um, what Take-Two is doing with this particular game in this particular situation. After a good launch, this is what you want to do. Keep the gameplay as solid as possible and just fix the annoyances everywhere else. 
Next, uh, I want to talk about an NHL 22 gameplay video has been dropped. This is also Operation Sports. In fact, all of our articles today, I think, are Operation Sports from Steve Noah. So um, this was published on September 29th, so go check this out. Basically, the, the, the NHL 22 devs made a lot of changes to the game based off of beta, closed beta test um, feedback. So fantastic to see there from everything from AI play to physics to how the goalies react to shooting. I mean, they really, really um, seems like they made some good changes or at least it's, it's good that they looked in it and, and, and really drilled in this feedback and were able to take so much out of it. Things as, as, as a minute as vibration tuning and fixes for cases when, where vibrations wouldn't turn off. Something like that. You want that fix going into like a PS5 launch where that controller is... Uh, it, it it's polarizing one way or another i like for for put this on the record i like the, the adaptive triggers and and uh the dual sense i enjoy it i like an nba when it's harder to pull down i don't think you should be able to turn off competitively in fact that's how crazy i'll go with that um but also really cool 27 minutes of gameplay is in embedded in this article from the NHL 22 devs where they go over some of these improvements and what they're looking for and show you gameplay while they're talking over them. To remind everyone, uh, the trial will arrive on October 7th. The full game releases on October 15th across consoles from last generation and this newer generation. Also this week, like I mentioned earlier, October 1st FIFA was released. A great review on Operation Sports from Kevin Groves. I encourage everybody to go check this, um, this review out. I think it's very solid, very fair. Um, a lot of things, some things he pointed out he liked, the match tempo. It seems like it's not just a frenetic pace, and teams will pay, play a little more realistically into their style. Apparently, the hypermotion makes it feel like everything's a bit more alive, especially off the kickoff, which was great to hear Kevin call out. Um, he also called out improved AI. I think that's great, um, especially around teammates. We, you want to have decent teammates. In FIFA, you have the ball. You're one of 11 players. You're going to need the other footballers on the on the pitch to do their part. So that's really good to hear. Um, and basically, sort of the change in the tempo he also puts uh, puts down. It really changed the meta tactics. You know, you can't uh, sort of do the same go-to plays. Um, some things he didn't like was career mode, as it wasn't that updated. He also thought hypermotion was didn't work seamlessly across all modes and really hurt the back line and some midfield play. Um, he points out some input delay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to sort of dig into that. I played a lot of offline FIFA last year or well, this current calendar year, but, but last year's game. And I didn't notice that too much. I mean, it's not always great. Sometimes it's preloaded, but I, I didn't play online too, too much. So that might be more centered around that. He also put, puts in backline depth issues are an issue, but the bottom line is it's still the best FIFA launch in quite some time. Um, he says there are no exploits or glaring, glaring issues that make the game unplayable for some, and visually the game looks good, especially for those teams whose stadiums and players have been scanned. So that's awesome. Um, we hope that a review like this, that the FIFA devs know what to do and they don't go a little too crazy tuning the game one way or another. Um, 
I think that's a pitfall we all have. And maybe they could even improve some of those issues, right? Now, hypermotion, I don't know how set in stone something like that is. It's it's based off of, you know, mo-capping a, a full pitch of players playing against one another. But if there's tuning that can be done to that, which I'm sure there is some, I don't think it's like obviously like just a copy and paste job of what uh, they saw on the pitch when they recorded these players. I'm hopeful that maybe they can make it, you know, chip away and make it a little better. I haven't played FIFA, like I said earlier, this podcast. I do plan to. Not quite sure on the timing about that. Really sort of factors. A lot of NBA 2K factors are going to be there. But if I tire of uh, some aspects of 2K, maybe get a little less busy. I'll give that a go. Another review I want to call from Operation Sports, and and we 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 talk racing here, so this is definitely, but we don't talk toy racing usually, but we will this week. Uh, so Hot Wheels Unleashed was was released on I think PS5 and Xbox Series X, and maybe more. I don't. Let me even look that up for all of you right now. Let's see what consoles it's on. It's on PS4 as well, and the Switch and Windows. Anyway, it's uh, labeled a surprise hit. So there you go from Robert Collars on Operation Sports. Um, let me see if there's a good here. Um, by conjuring up memories of living out our auto-centric fantasies on the local sidewalks, dirt paths, and of course those wonderful orange and blue flexible and connectable tracks designed solely for our enjoyment. With that said, let's go. So that is a little top line info, and and that and that's sort of what this game is dealing or is trying to emulate, right? The crazy tracks you created as a kid and put your toy cars on, with a focus on those, like he says, the blue and orange, uh, what blue and orange flexible, uh, and connectable tracks. So, what he likes in this game gameplay when that's under the what I like section of our operation sports review, you know that's good. So it seems to play well. The environments he calls out, which is very important because this is Hot Wheels. Think this game is a lot like uh, Toy Story cars racing, right? You're going to be racing in real world environments where you are the size of a toy car. So that, to me, that's a dope premise because a lot can open up from there. That's really cool. He points out the cars as something um, pretty dope. He says the starting grid roster features 66 vehicles. That's pretty impressive. Uh, 66 vehicles, some licensed stuff. There's a Snoopy one, a TMNT one, Batmobile. That's awesome. Like, this is such a smart move from the Hot Wheels people, and I'm surprised they could get all that licensing, licensing, but God bless them. The track creators also called out as something great, which is very important, especially if you can share this with people online. You're going to want to play with that, and really, that was part of, that was such a huge part of Hot Wheels growing up was the, was the tracks. I was never a huge car kid growing up, full disclosure, but that creativity is dope when you set something up, throw them on the track, and you actually see it play out. So super dope. Um, some things he didn't like, no AI for multiplayer, so basically couldn't create a private server with just you and a, bu- a few buddies and the AI. That does stink. Also seems like something that could possibly be added down the line. Uh, there's no jukebox or music upload there. I'm like, I, we we had a fun little time 20 years ago when the X, original Xbox came out when you could do that a lot. And I feel like that was just something that sort of 
whimpered away with that console and i don't know if it was due to like licensing rights where where publishers got a little scared about letting people bring in their own music because a lot of things on the xbox was turned to burn to the hard drive which was an amazing feature we'll talk about that one day burning music to your xbox hard drive and playing that was dope um there's a sit and then one of the drawbacks he mentions is city map confusion um it allows you to move through the career mode uh, and I guess it's just uh, just not unclear and, and not easy to navigate. Honestly, when something like that comes up and you don't like section, that's also a good sign for the game. So the bottom line, um, Kevin, Robert, Robert, Robert says, um, Hot Wheels Unleashed is not perfect. There are some design choices that bother me, some options left out that would have added to the shelf life in terms of online play. And the inability to upload your own music into a virtual jukebox seems like an opportunity wasted. That said, the amount of time I spent doing the review was time well spent. And this is a title that I will revisit often in the weeks and months ahead. Whether you care about this game due to nostalgia or had no interest in Hot Wheels growing up as a kid, there is something inherently fun and addictive at play here. The single player aspect is deep and entertaining. And the game caters to those who are looking for a challenge or playing to relive some memories. With a little bit of luck, Hot Wheels Unleashed should pop up in some Best Racing Game of the Year award discussions, and that should be helped by Milestone's plan to keep rolling out new content over the next several months. This is an absolute must-have title for your rotation, so I did want to call that out to y'all. It seems like there's a sleeper hit on our hands, and sometimes this happens in sports games, and obviously with Rocket League, um, and you see it sometimes in more arcade titles that pop up that have a sports-like feel. So let's give that one a look. Our final bit of news for this week, and I would, you know, we're trying a little shorter episode format today, getting right to the news. Let me know what you feel or what you like. Do you want to split up episodes where it's news and a deeper dive in another? We'll see. This podcast will continually evolve. And before I get into the last story, I do want to mention we'll be on a little bit of a break next week. I have some personal business to attend to, be out of town. So no podcast next week. But let's not let that hurt our enjoyment of the last story of the day. And this is from Sports Gamers Online's Twitter account, at Sports Gamers On. Um, and eSports Boxing Club announced another major fighter. And that is a Deontay Wilder. An absolute huge get for eSports Boxing Club. Huge get. Uh, he's about to fight. Next weekend in Las Vegas, his third fight against Tyson Fury, which should be an absolute huge heavyweight title fight. Their trilogy has been quite amazing. Uh, That first fight between them might have been the greatest heavyweight title fight I've ever watched in my life. And esports boxing club roster continues to get bigger. 100 boxers. I don't think there's ever been a boxing game with more licensed boxers. And Deontay Wilder is a huge, huge get. They've also gotten Muhammad Ali. So they've gotten some Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Joe Frazier, Riddick Bowe, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jake LaMotta. They clip Vladimir and Vitaly Klitschko, Tyson Fury, Canelo. Let me be very clear. This is an amazing lineup. This lineup is insane. And I continue to worry about the quality of the game. When you have a lineup this good, it just worries me that the resources are not being spent in the right place. I don't know how they can afford these people. I don't. It makes no logical sense to me. 
how they can have all these people, but EA Sports never had that many. And maybe it's an oversight of a big corporation, you know, missing the forest through the trees. Where, But in every other EA Sports game, they go crazy with this stuff. When you're talking about Ultimate Team, you get old players all the time. You look at NBA 2K and the amount of classic players they get, and now they have to negotiate those individually, and they make that happen. Then the same thing here. But you're getting the greatest the greatest and maybe a lot of these um boxers are deceased some of the le- most of the legendary ones um so maybe that makes it easier to negotiate with an estate where they're just com- you know it's opportunity costs hey we're gonna have no money coming from this game or some money we'll take some but i really worry about the gameplay because this is something where if the gameplay isn't good my god will this be a wasted opportunity and we've been hearing about this game for a long time folks a very long time at this point at least over a year um and they seem more concerned with the roster and 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 getting the hype from that when it's like show me good gameplay and they've shown some gameplay and it looks all right but nobody's touched it i don't understand rolling it out like this i don't understand revealing the curtain when you're mid obviously mid development like very much in the in the throes of it to get feedback and up and you when you haven't even seen any of your vision come to fruition and i worry i think a beta would be great i know i think they were talking about early access about over a year ago last summer at some time this year that's clearly not happening Listen, we're gonna. This game could be a years in the making, and honestly, I guess the more years in the making, the better for this game. But we are gonna hit a time when, if people don't play it, this maybe this isn't real. You know, <coughs> maybe. Excuse me. Maybe this game isn't real. Maybe it's not gonna happen. To me, it sounds too good to be true. This is all me being very pessimistic. I'll be honest, and I hope. I hope it's good, but we we need to hear more. This isn't about rosters. This is about gameplay. So please, 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 the sports gaming universe, uh, gods and goddesses, I hope this, make this game good. Pull this off. Please, I will take this game, I will proselytize for this game i will get my buddies to buy this game this sounds amazing if this works deontay wilder heck of a roster for SBC. we'll see i want to thank everyone for joining me this week um like i said no show next week but in the meantime why don't you just follow us on twitter at adult sport uh, at adult sports kid why don't you tell a friend about the podcast if you enjoyed it and uh have fun sports gaming everyone And as always, have a good one.